The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 25th, and you might have noticed there's a little rain, chill, and snow, and everything else around. It's still California. It might not look like it with what our governor seems to be doing to our fisheries lately. <clears throat> we'll talk about that later on about, well, we're probably going to witness the demise of king salmon fishing in this state in your lifetime, especially based on decisions that they're making right now, which have apparently got the hair up on a whole bunch of people's necks, including mine. But in the meantime, we're going to bring you a great show, kicking it off with Delta Sturgeon action. Then we're going to tell you all about the big Sacramento boat show. And then we got the Apex champ joining us live in the studio, Luke Johns, one of the top fishermen out there right now. Just one over at Folsom. We'll tell you all about that great in the great tournament that he had out there right here close to home. Alan Fong will be hooking up with us to talk about his YouTube channel and the great fishing going on in some places while this cold weather and everything's going to knock it down in others. Kevin Brock hooks up with us to talk about Steelhead. He's got an overview of the Trinity, the Umqua, and several other waters. He'll tell you all about it. And his key is, after these storms, you better go Steelhead fishing. Steve Carson just got back from a terrific trip. Get this. They just make up phrases. Slow pitch jigging trip. I've never done that. We'll find out what it's all about. Bass guys probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Big Nate's going to hook up with us to talk about techniques. What you should be doing and your presentation is so important. We'll talk all about that presentation. And, of course, we've got even more. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us. Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing. There's a lot for you. Let's kick it off right now by heading to the Delta. And let's climb on board with one of the best in the West, Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Good are, morning. Are you really going out this morning? Yeah, we we are going out. Yeah, yeah, it's the first of the month. Yeah. We yeah, we're going fishing. Well, I'll tell you what. There's not much wind, but there sure was some rain when I headed out this morning. What are your conditions expected to be out there on the water today? Uh, today it looks like light light wind. Um, some rain here this morning, kind of going away as the day goes on. Um, so today actually looks like the best day of the next three days. But uh, we'll be fishing all weekend. Uh, we have good tides and. Uh, we're hoping to get out there and capitalize on this little break here today. Well, Jay, you had the opportunity. We'll talk about sturgeon in just a minute, but you had the opportunity since last week's show to go out and do a couple of those lake goose hunts. How did they pan out for you? Um, they were okay for us. Where we had access, uh, we had mostly specs, which was isn't a bad thing. But uh, we actually shot some stuff a couple days. But as a whole, I think a majority of the birds were still further down the delta and. Uh, or further down, and uh, we didn't really get any big shoots. I think our best day was maybe 50 specks for eight of us. So pretty good hunting still, but we're used to throwing up some some bigger numbers, throwing out the big white spread and getting a lot of a lot of snow geese along with the specks. But uh, we may do. Um, it wasn't exactly a banner year for us on the uh, the late goose season. But uh, all in all, it was all good. We, uh, we were able to put some meat in the freezer. 
Hey, 48 fish isn't anything to shake a stick at. Everybody got in the action. That's what's important about the whole thing. Well, let's get back to Sturge. Jay, what's this last week been like? We've had real, we've got winds one day. we got rains coming down the next. we got freezing temperatures. All that's going to put a chill on action, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to definitely change some stuff. So uh, today is our first day back. We uh, canceled the last three days. Uh, I think majority of the guys have, except uh, one uh, one of my dog partners made it out yesterday. Uh, the weather kind of worked out for him. He caught a couple oversized and a slot fish uh, in yesterday's conditions, so that's good. Uh, they're still out there biting. Last week was pretty good for us. Um, for a few days, we were uh, getting some really good action. Uh, once again, when the tides get small, the fishing gets tough. When the tides are big and, uh, and they're building right now, I expect the next few days to be pretty good action for probably for the next week. Uh, we got nice big outgoing tides. Uh, we're going to get in that mid-range water, say, you know, maybe uh, 10 to 30 foot of water to try to stay in about, I'm thinking about 20, 25 foot is going to be my zone the next handful of days. Um, and that's where we're going to find our biters. There are fish to be caught. I don't think this cold front is going to do much to the fishing. Uh, we've had cold water and weather conditions the last six to eight weeks. So I think these fish are already, um, you know, they're already dialed in on the colder temps, and they're, they have to feed. Um, we are a little bit behind schedule. It's almost March 1st. Uh, we always get you know excited when we get closer to March and through March in the first part of April because the fishing gets really, really good. This may just delay it a little bit, but we are going to get our action. Um, I only thing I could tell someone right now is, you know, kind of be patient. Don't move around as much as you would if they're really biting heavy because you kind of got to just wait and wait for them to come to you. I don't think you're going to run into the, find the feeding fish. So kind of keep your baits in the water. Sit in a spot a little bit longer than normal, and you'll get some bites. Just kind of capitalize on them. Jay, with all the water coming down the system over the last month or so, are the weeds pretty much cleared out, or are they still posing a problem for your lines? Uh, they're still around. Seth. Last week we had king tides, so it, it broke off a lot of stuff, uh, a lot more stuff um, so uh, off the banks. But as a whole, I think we're pretty much done with that. There, some of the weeds are hanging around in certain areas, like your cuts, um, little cut and big cut, and, and um, places like maybe up by uh, Chain Island is probably some weed action. Um, you just kind of kind of deal with it sometimes. Sometimes it comes in for maybe an hour, then it moves on out, and you just got to fight through it. I don't think they stop feeding when they're in that stuff. I just don't think they like to the feed in it. Um, but just, you know, watch it. Don't set up in the grass. These fish finders we have nowadays, we could almost see the, the layer of grass before we even anchor up. So you can look around, have your sensitivity up a little bit. You can see the grass and try not to anchor in those zones. But for the most part, we're not really seeing the grass like we were a month ago. How's that big new boat of yours coming up? Oh, we're getting closer, a lot closer. The railing's done. I did a little painting on the inside the cabin a couple of days ago. Um now we're just waiting on the weather, I mean, so we can finish off everything. But we're really, 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 really close here. Um, we're doing some C-Deck uh, as cosmetic work on the boat. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. It's uh, a foam material that uh, is real popular on the East Coast. But uh, we're going to use it on our boat to uh, just for cosmetic looks. And uh, we're, that's going to come in this week. We're going to have that installed. And then that's one of the final projects. So uh, we're really excited. We're getting antsy. I mean, we got a lot of great sturgeon fishing ahead of us, but we're we're not too far off from our halibut fishing, um, and so uh, we're really starting to get, get you know we're going to focus on the uh, the sturgeon right now, but we're already tying up halibut leaders and getting ready because that's just going to start in just over a month for us. So we're really getting excited. Got a lot going on, no downtime, 
Uh, we just got to get this weather back and the good weather so we can kind of get motivated to want to get out and do some stuff. I got a news flash for you. There's guys catching halibut in the bay right now. I got some photos sent to me, 23, 24 inches already available out there. I don't know how and I don't know why, but they're there a little early. I guess some of them just hang around all the time, kind of like I do around a refrigerator. That's generally yeah. the way it works. Jay the, Jay, the action out there for Sturgeon is remaining very steady and very constant for guys that are in the know. When you're out there watching, how are the private boaters doing stacked up to the professional guides that are doing this on a daily basis? I know they can't be catching the numbers you're catching, but uh, are they producing? Yes, they are, and they and they should be producing. You know, uh, yeah, a lot of the guys, you know, they're not – they definitely know what's going on. They follow us around. They know. But one thing I tell, I mean, I know a couple of private boaters, like you're talking, they're, a couple of guys are actually doing a little bit better than us. They're fishing the tides. And uh, there's a couple guys that uh, really good fishermen. And not to say, you know, we're not good, but this one gentleman, he made it out a couple times at night. I think he had like a, a nine-keeper night by himself um, just because the, the tides were at night. And then he had another day with four or five keepers with two rods. So I think the the wise angler, if they want to fish the tides and fish the bigger currents, you're going to be successful. All right, just get down in the anywhere you want to go right now. I don't think it really matters today. We're sitting here having dock talk, and there's a pretty much our whole docks going out fishing today. And uh, guys are going downriver, guys are going upriver. I don't think it really matters if you fish the tides. You know, know where you need to be. You're going to catch fish right now, and just bring a heater. Like I got mine going, you'll be fine. There you have it, folks, from one of the top guides in the West when it comes for anything to do with sturgeon fishing and, again, halibut and the works. Jay, real quick, tell them about the size of the boat and the all the great stuff you got on board that's making it such a great fishing machine now. Yeah, so the, the new boat, when it's ready here, it's a 30-foot island hopper, 12-and-a-half-foot wide. Um, it is still a six-pack, but during this coming summer season, We'll be able to accommodate up to, you know, eight, ten anglers if you would like. Um, so we're, we're, we're focusing on the six passenger groups. But if you want to bring a couple more guys like your neighbor, your grandkid, or, you know, the kid down the street, uh, we have room for them now. So uh, it's a big boat. It's very spacious. There's no longer getting in the way of one another on the boat. Um, but we're really looking forward to getting that boat going. Unfortunately, it's just not quite ready yet. And uh, but we'll be ready here once it's, uh, we get a little more break in the weather. We can finish up a little more cosmetic. But in the meantime, we're rocking the boat. We've rocked the last 18 years, the 25-foot Parker. And this boat's treated us very well. It gets us around, and uh, it, it is a fish-catching machine. So uh, that's what we got to offer. Yeah, when you're a captain and you got a great boat, and then you go out and buy a greater boat, that's a real problem to have, isn't it? Captain it's Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. Give them all the hookup info they need, Jay. they got to get out and share the water with you. Yes, give us a call at area code 916-417-5670 and check out the website at righthooksportfishing.com. Check out the Facebook page. We're going to be fishing sturgeon through April, and we'll be offering both halibut and sturgeon trips in April. So give us a call. We'd love to get you out in the water. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. Jay, have a great day on the water, and good luck to you and your clients. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, you do the same. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right now, but we come back. Kent Brown and I are going to be talking about the Sacramento Boat Show, and Mark Blanton, the owner of Gone Fish and Marine, hooks up with us live. Right after this quick break, y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. 
second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics. Sonar, heated cabin, fully electric galley for hot meals, and restroom facilities. They all make the California Dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available. The availability of fishing licenses, bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable. To find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the California Dawn or to book a trip, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car deal and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small-town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Gone Fish and Marine's Train sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, Mr. Brown, it's nice having you back in the studio. You've been out running around doing a lot of sports shows, have you? Don't get used to it, Seth. Playing hooky. <laughs> Don't get used to it. Yeah, I'm... he's jumping on a plane and leaving early today, too. Today, yeah, I'm actually flying back to Springfield, Missouri to do some uh, video instructional videos on some of our boats. So I'm going back there to do that for a few days. But uh, more importantly, man, we don't want to take too much time. I can't believe we got him up this early in the morning. Uh, Sacramento Boat Show is coming to uh, to Cal Expo. And what is it, the 9th through, uh, March, 9th through 9th the 12th? It's going to be a great show. We got Mark Blanton from Gone Fishing Marine hanging out with us this morning. And he is bringing a lot, a lot 
a lot of boats. Good morning, Mr. Blanton. Good morning, guys. What is that? Sounds a little What are the bubbles? I'm underwater. Are you in the tub? It's kind of scary. It is is pouring out here in Vacaville. It is pouring in Vacaville for sure. Hey, what would you think about the hills back there last uh, night? Looked looked pretty cool. Yeah, you don't see that very often. Yeah, we had snow all the way down about, what, maybe five, six hundred feet on our hills behind us, the Blue Ridge Mountains all along the side of Vacaville. It was pretty impressive. Hey, Mark, before we talk about uh, the boat show, though, uh, kind of of tough news for those folks at, at Markley Cove. Uh, last night for sure again yeah I, I don't have a lot of details but it looks like there was a, a boat fire that spread pretty quickly out there on uh, either C or D dock any of your personal boats on those docks no we're on we're on a dock so oh. we're on the first string so it's a good bit away but uh well, it it definitely looked like uh, a pretty serious fire event i talked yeah. to the uh, guy down at the ramp uh, jeff martin this morning they've uh, actually closed launching for right now they're not going to let anybody launch until the sun comes up there's so much debris on the water because one of the docks broke off and continued yeah. to burn yeah uh, 10 to 20 boats have been damaged or burned or totaled i don't know this is just information we're gleaning off of photos that are sent to us. Yeah, and conversations and the sun's not even had. up yet. It happened late last but night. I think they will be launching and everything after they get the debris out of the way. And uh, it's another unfortunate setback for the poor folks out at Markley Cove yeah. that have just had tough times with these natural disasters. And now, obviously, a boat, electrical problem, something yeah, fired exactly. it all up. Hey, man, the Sacramento Boat Show is coming March 9th through the 12th, Cal Expo. And uh, this is a show that uh, that you guys always show up in a big way. Yeah, we are really looking forward to it. Our second biggest show uh, of the year. Um, we are, like you said, bringing everything that we've got. Um, just kind of keep in mind that uh, there's going to be a bigger emphasis on pontoon boats, family ski boats. We are definitely going to have Kingfisher and Duckworth cabin boats there. But um, if you want to see just fishing boats only, I would set up a time to, to come to the shop. Exactly. This has never been a, a, a the, the fishing boat show. Really, is kind of the ISC show, and uh, and the Sacramento boat show kind of takes in a really everything from personal watercraft, big tow boats, uh, pontoon boats, like you said, and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, family boats. side by sides. They yeah. got they got tonnage of stuff out there. They even had electric motorcycles there one year. So, how many trips are we going to make between uh, Dixon and uh, Cal Expo, Mark? Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot. A I think lot. we're actually between uh, right on Power Sports and us. We're going to have uh, quite a bit more than we had at the ISC. And you guys remember during the pandemic when everybody was buying toilet paper? Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I did with boats, boats over the past year <laughs> because you never could get enough boats. So anytime I saw a boat or had an opportunity to buy a boat. Uh, I bought it. So everybody at the shop is giving me the cut your throat sign like, hey, it's enough. We're full. We don't have any more room. Yeah. So we, we are we are packed. Um, we have as many boats now than we had pre-pandemic. So if you're looking for a deal on a boat, come into the shop, come to the show, email us, text us. We are making deals to make room. Exactly. And and uh, and this is the time of year. There's a, some additional uh, incentives to buy a boat. I mean, you've got some additional incentives as far as uh, extended warranties and, you know, a lot of other things that are out there as well. There are. Manufacturers are starting to do major rebates on uh uh, boats that are last year's model, this year's models. We haven't seen that in a long time. Like you said, the engine manufacturers are offering free extended warranties. 
Um, all your electronics companies are kicking in deals. Uh, White River with all the, the Ranger and Tracker product have amazing deals on gift cards and, and rebates. So I don't, there hasn't been a better time to buy a boat in the last three years. Well, they don't have to wait till the boat show. I mean, if they're interested, they can always come down to Gone Fishing Marine. And if you want to come to the boat show, go down there. Right as you come through the door, they've got a stack of discount uh, tickets right there uh, at Gone Fishing Marine. They'll get you all taken care of. Hey, Mark, you know, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, we started talking on the show. You convinced me that people weren't, it wasn't just guys going fishing. The industry was turning a little bit and going more towards the uh, boats that an entire family can use, the multiple-use type boats that are out there. And that's still continuing. I'm seeing it with phone calls that I'm getting. I've got people calling me now, say, hey, Sep, do you know where there's some pontoon boats and my whole family can go out? And they want something small. I'm sure you and Kent have got some variety of boats for all these guys ready to roll. We, we definitely do, and um, that's a great point. Yesterday, I met with a gentleman for the first time, just starting his research on a new boat, has a has an existing boat, but definitely wants to upgrade. And I started asking him where he fishes. And, I mean, he fishes everywhere from Berryessa for Kokanee. He likes to go out in the bay for halibut. He likes to go to Shasta a couple times a year and take his kids up there, and he wants to pull them on tubes. So, you know, you really do have to pick the right boat. It can't be all about one thing. Otherwise, it's not going to be a true multi-species boat. So um, that is really, um, really common. And it's great that guys are thinking long-term about all the different ways they can use this boat. And, and luckily, we have boats that do just that. You know, Kent had an opportunity when he was up at one of the other shows. He said, oh, it was the Washington or Oregon Boys, show you were yeah. at. You said, I think I'm dealing with a bunch of old kokanee guys up here. Yeah. Because every one of them's told me they've already bought their last they, oh, boat. Oh, that's my last boat. Eight, I got my eight, last boat. 80-year-old guys, 90-year-old. <laughs> oh, no, I've had my last boat. Well, I'll tell you what. With the changes in technology, the ride, the engines, Four the Four-stroke quietness, motors. Oh, my God, yeah. the difference. It's time for you old codgers like me to switch out, too. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Hey, Mark, how about, uh, how about financing? Can they get pre-qualified? You know, we've been running specials and ads all week about financing. Um, We're really encouraging people to get ahead of the rush, go ahead and apply for financing now. Their approval's good for a month. It locks them in on an interest rate. They know exactly what their payment is. You know, if you're paying cash, you probably have a budget. That's easy. But for most of us that are going to be financing, um, it's nice to have family agreement on, on a boat. So when you're going into the show, you know exactly the price range that you're trying to hit. Um, so I encourage you to stop by the shop, get online, uh, email us, text us, get pre-approved for finance if you're ready to buy a boat and you're going to be considering finance. That works great, and uh, you can stop in the shop and get all that taken care of, and uh, and they'll get you taken care of. Once again, man, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition. We don't want to forget Ride on Power Sports, your other business down there, that will have a great display of, uh, of all of the side-by-sides and personal watercraft and uh, everything that – uh, that Karina and the crew do over there at Ride On as well. So uh, March 9th through the 12th, Cal Expo, SEP, the boat show, off-road uh, exposition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it. We, As always, we look forward to seeing your spread of boats at the shows, not to mention floating underneath our butts when we're on the water. Exactly right. Hey, I've got a trailer hitch, so just let me know what day. You got it. <laughs> All right, Mark, thanks so much Thank for hooking guys. up with us. Mark Blanton from Gone Fishing Marine.
You know, he's got a great ideas and some great yeah. attitude about selling boats out there. No, exactly right. And if you want to shop uh, early, you can always go to gfmarine.com. Well, he's one of the good ones. Hey, speaking of good guys, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, ten your years. guest here that's in the studio with us this morning had his mom drop him off because he wasn't old enough to drive, and we were talking about the high school bass I don't even think he was old enough to be out that early in the morning, but uh, mm-hmm. last last week, Sep, he uh, put another trophy on uh, – he he's young, man. Luke Johns, uh, he's young, but he's got a full trophy case from uh, from a Wild West Bass Trail win at New Maloney's, uh, the Wild West Bass Trail Angler of the Year. And last weekend, he picked one up on his home lake at Folsom, the Apex Cup Championship, and uh, kind of nice to win it there in front of the yeah, whole. Yeah, so we huh? made Luke come in for my show, and he's uh, he's he's ready to go home and take a nap, but he's going to hang out for a few minutes with us here. And, uh, it's cool, man. You. Uh, you got to go out to Folsom, and uh, and a lot of folks got to see uh, just what Folsom has. Yeah, that was one of the things I was really excited for with that tournament was showing what its potential is. Yeah. Um, and I know it, it's a tough fishery. You saw it with the way that some of the sucks, guys. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, s- some of the guys struggled, me included, on the first day. First day you caught two fish, but you yeah. uh, didn't give up. But um, but it just goes to show there there are really some quality fish in there, and I think it could be a good lake for you know maybe not the pro-ams to go to maybe not 150 boat field but i mean if you're keeping it sub 100 it could fish that place Mm -hmm. as long as we got water and it looks like we got a lot of water this year we're gonna have a full Folsom lake this year yeah yeah definitely that's the good part well you uh you were off to a rough start obviously day one of that tournament uh and it is an elimination uh concept and uh, day one man two fish uh that makes you regroup on your home lake yeah, yeah, that uh, that got the head spinning for sure. But um, you know, I just figured I, I I ran around way too much. I fished the North Fork. I fished the South Fork. Did you know I what you did wrong? Lake. I know this whole yeah. lake. I'm gonna fish it all today. Yep, yep. I know. I told myself going in, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. And then I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, I went home. Then how much gas did you burn on day one? You know, it's a pretty small lake. So yeah, not too not, much. Not too but <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, more than you should have. <laughs> more than I should have. Yes. But day two, I locked into like two different spots and that was it i yeah. just i just stayed on those and and it worked out and a you, lot better you knew those fish were coming to you were you catching mainly spotted bass uh yeah i was the the second day i caught i think i don't think i caught a single largemouth um and they were all small and then day two i caught one good largemouth and then the rest were all all spots all spots i did yeah. catch smallmouth on the last day too yeah 16 16 the final day uh for five they uh, you know, and anytime you can catch 16 pounds on Folsom, you got a pretty good chance to take the big trophy home. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that place is, uh, it's gotten a lot better though. Yeah. I have noticed in the last couple of years that this quality has the really gotten fin better. The Threadfin Shad yep. have helped that lake. And it's why all those, while the trout guys are catching them set, while the salmon guys are catching them, uh, the Threadfin Shad have, uh, have just bloomed in that Tis lake. the season, baby. Yeah. Tis the season for all those minnows to start showing up all over the place. And then uh, next week, you'll be at Lake Oroville. Yes. You only get to rest for a little while. I know. It's like, I thought I had another week, so um struggling to just get the boat rigged up, because like we talked about on your show, new boat, so new boat. Uh, gotta get new trolling motor slapped on that today, and then uh, waiting for some good stuff coming in from the guys over at Garmin, so yeah, um, that'll be exciting, but that's not showing up for a couple more weeks. So so you're go- going to Orville with no fish finders? Uh, yeah, I'll have two Helix 9s base model units, so oh, man. I'm you... going to take the 10 off my boat, though, and slap it on, because they're the same mount, so. So you're okay, then? 
You know, he could probably fix yeah. you up with a couple of 16s, really. Yeah. Well, you know how that is. But uh, he's the buyer at Fisherman's Warehouse. He's got access stuff. He can... Yeah. How, how come all these guys are coming out of Fisherman's Warehouse? Is that, is it... you know, we got Alan. We... Well, you know, he's... Are these guys only working there because they get discounts on bachelors? And no, that's and they lose some definitely kind of, a benefit. Kind of a benefit. <laughs> but he's also going to be competing in the uh, in the Western Bass Shootout. So coming to Sacramento in April. You're going to be one of the uh, 50 anglers in that event. Going to be a, a sports show, indoor weigh-ins at the uh, at the Credit Union uh, Convention Center, the Safe Credit Union Convention Center, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. We'll be launching out of Discovery Park. We've seen him do that before. Well, this isn't his first win. No. I mean, he's got a pretty good track record, and we ought to mention it on our show, yeah. too. There's, yeah. a cu- there's a couple more trophies hanging on well, the wall. Well, he does. He's got a, uh, you know, you won in the Apex Cup last year up in Oregon on the river mm-hmm. uh, on the Columbia. You've got the new Maloney's win. But more than that, you uh, you coming out of high school fishing uh, yep. and, you know, kind of went on the in the back seat and fished the Federation and fished a lot of other events. Not your first win or Angler of the Year title. Uh, no, no, I have, well, yeah, I have won a co-angler of the year. Co-angler title. of the yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, that was back in the CTT days. Uh, Bill Cook used to run those. Um, right. Those are some awesome tournaments. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I did take, I think, a couple wins in high school and college. Yeah. Um, yeah, smaller events, and then... Yeah, High school fishing is still out. a great place for these kids to get started. It's the absolute best avenue that you could go down if you're a young angler. I mean, you get to fish against people your own age, kind of your own skill set. I mean, there are some great anglers that fish it, but, I mean, you know, you don't have to fish against Ken Ma and, you know, yeah, all the other Luke guys. Johnson, so those guys. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and they offer a bunch of different uh, discounts and stuff. A lot of the clubs have really good sponsorships, so. Um, we all know how expensive fishing is, so yeah. uh, you know if you get a couple breaks here and there as a young angler, it makes a huge. And difference. the Vista Club's still strong. The club you started. Yep, they're still going. They actually hosted their event out at Folsom the week before, and I think it took around sixteen pounds to win. Around that sixteen one. pounds to win as well. Yep. Yeah, a couple of kids from Clear Lake won that. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool, man. Congratulations. We're going to be watching you. Uh, obviously, the Western Bass Shootout next week at Lake Orville, the Wild West Bass Trail. And uh, and you just you do a great job, man. We're so proud of uh, of watching you do and and grow, you know, into the angler that you are, and 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 seeing what you're doing to help uh, uh, promote our sport and and uh, and your participation is pretty cool, man. Well, thank you, yeah. And you guys, of course, promoting the sport on the show. I mean, it's cool to be able to come back and and visit with you guys like ten years later. Ten I mean, years later, and you could drive <laughs> it's yourself. Unreal. You yeah, drive I dr- yourself. I did drive well, myself all, today. <laughs> I remember we said, this guy's going to be something. Son of a gun. Yeah. Turned out okay. Not so bad. And I, I remember his mom was just going to sit in the car and wait for him. And uh, we made her come in the studio and hang out with us. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and, 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 and she was the first one I got to hug in the parking lot at Folsom Sunday. I did go to the way-in just to see how he'd do. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Luke Johns, thanks for hooking up with us in the studio, and good luck to you in the future in all your tournaments. Well, thank you for having me. Let's take a quick break right now. When we get back from that, it's RVs and destinations. Then the man himself, the rod father, Alan Fong, hooks up with us live right after this quick break. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. 
Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the berkeley line winding station check them out on facebook instagram and at bodegatackle.com bodega tackle open seven days a week stop by and you'll catch more fish Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing and their new hds live series with active imaging and gps mapping products are cutting edge technology and light years ahead of the competition Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need from entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoons, boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hi, today I want to share a few common RV mistakes that are awful easy to make and awful expensive, too. Here's just a few of those common mistakes that we see all the time, and it might have happened a couple of times to us along the way, too, but I'd never admit to that. 
like yanking out the electrical cord because I didn't unplug it from the box, but that's a whole nother story. Hey, before you leave the campground, always make sure you do a walk around. Observe and be sure you're properly disconnected and ready to drive. That means a lot of things. Pick up the carpet that you laid out there or the grass that you spread out. Make sure you got all your chairs collected. Make sure you get the dog pen. We once found a dog pen out in the middle of nowhere left when somebody left without walking around and taking it home. You also lose your pressure regulators sometimes. Even those, the plug-ins for 30 amp and 50 amp, a lot of stuff gets left behind, including people leaving hoses connected to the side of their vehicle and the awning still out. Come on. You got to look around a little bit. You know, it's so easy to get rattled and to overlook some things just to get in the vehicle and get home. Number two, don't use your stabilizing jacks to lift the RV. The stabilizing jacks are just supposed to help you take out the little wobble and the little slop from being parked around on your tires in your trailer or in your RV. The stabilizing jacks are not the same as self-leveling lifts. If you jack up those usually cranked up by hand or use a little drill thing to do it to get those stabilizers to touch the ground. If you try to lift your trailer, it's possible to drive that right through the floor and up inside your RV. So you might want to just use them as stabilizers and not as levelers. Talk about an expensive repair. Number three, not bringing in your awning when the wind starts blowing or leaving your awning out and you go someplace else to do something. It's best to roll it up and protect it. Oh, they can come out and fix it on the spot. No problem. A lot of RV companies will come out and do that. Expensive might be the word to use, though. You might want to make sure that awning is properly stored. Your TV antenna is cranked all the way down and not flying in the air as you head to an overpass. The other thing you might want to do, number four, driving an RV too fast. It takes a lot longer to stop these things. They're heavy. And your tires are not the best. So take your time. Drive slow. Enjoy your trip. And remember, you've got a lot larger braking distance when you go out there. The bottom line, check around. Make sure you don't have any problems before you pull away from your campsite. And have a great time. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! Fishing is fun, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that music can only mean one thing. The man himself, the Rodfather, joins us now live, Mr. Alan Fong. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm sitting here watching your YouTube video over and over again. It's time. It's time. 
Apparently, yeah. apparently, I think that was a file photo. Nobody's catching him that good at the Delta right now. He he dug that picture out. So you think he dug the same, he a did. different one out on right. Wednesday, wearing the Maybe. same clothes? I don't know. I think he's <laughs> actually doing all this somehow. The man knows how to catch fish and knows when to be the first one on the scene. Tell him what's going on out there in the Delta, Alan. No, you know what? Um, that couple of weeks ago, I went out two times. I never got bit down there. It it's been tough, but you know I just kept going, and you know I found some decent water. You know there's a lot of breaks up north, and I started pulling around, and um, I that live has really opened up my game. You know I'm catching these fish offshore. They're I'm just looking around in spawning areas, and then I'm backing off, finding little ditches in four to six feet of water. And um, Monday I probably about 16 and then on wednesday i had almost 20 yeah but um those were impressive size fish too yeah yeah they're they're nice and um uh nobody like i took warren and dave the two guys i fish with all the time on wednesday and they didn't get bit and i caught 12 i'm just lining myself up perfect with that thing i look i'm not looking for the fish because everything that's like a foot off the bottom, I can't see it. I can't even see my lure once it drops to the bottom. Right. But I'm locating the little ledges, and I'm it's I can line myself up perfect, and they don't catch nothing. <laughs> are you? Uh, are, are you? Uh, you're seeing all the? Are you? You're just looking for. You're looking for the for the changes in the bottom yep. with uh, with yep. forward facing. Got it. And I can line myself up. I see the grass because a lot of it's gone. And then when I see a little patch of grass there, right. fish on. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's like it's just putting me in the strike zone every cast. So, you know, Do you it's, think it's cheating? Because there's a lot of old guys like Sep call it cheating. No, I don't call it cheating. I just It's, it's a piece of equipment that's available, you know, because everybody has it. Right. You know, if, most of the people have it, but the people that really sit down and work with it, it took me a while. And, um, it's taken me 35 years. Well, four faces sonar, it, it, you literally have to go out with the intention of, I'm, I'm I'm not fishing. I'm I'm not fishing. I'm not, but I really need to know what I'm seeing. Exactly. And, and people don't know Alan, like the distance from the side of the boat. When you're, when you're looking out the side, you have no clue how far those fish are out there. You can figure it out no. if you pay attention for a while. Before fixing sonar, now you do. Yep. Now it tells yeah. you. Yeah. The thing is, is like what I really learned about this stuff is that, you know, largemouth, anything that glues the bottom is harder to see them, where if your spots are smallmouth, you know, they're cruising around. You could actually see them because I've slaughtered a crappie and just follow them around. And um, it's just learning. And, you know, when you're taking the – controls and i'm doing a video real here real fast there as far as like when you use it on the down and then you move it to forward or scout you have to pull your your motor up or whatever you have it mounted and readjust the transducer right well i thought it took me a while but now i have my transducer set and i could see down and forward without touching it but i can only see 60 feet out right which is far enough that's, yeah that's plenty for Yes, I don't have to move it. I just change it on the machine, and I can see everything. And it's, the new Active Target 2 from Lawrence is, uh, everyone's telling me, 120, no problem. Nice. Yeah. It, it, well, 
That's yeah. what I want to know if it's clear. That, yeah, Kyle Grover told me it's super clear, and you can see out 120 just like you can. You, like you can see 60 on the original Active Target, the new Active Target 2. He said you can see 120 feet out from the boat. So that's pretty cool. God, I remember when we just looked straight down. Yeah, with a little red flashing light. <laughs> yeah, and it confirmed <laughs> that the fish were down there somewhere. Those fish that weren't hitting were yeah, down there. Yeah, well, you know, folks can stop by and visit with Alan, and he can kind of show them, you know, what's out there. And uh, all I got to tell you guys is bring your wallet. Uh, you want you want all this great technology? Uh, it's not free. You know, the day I went fishing with you out in the Delta, we yeah, went yeah. bass fishing. I stopped. This is like 10-plus years ago, maybe 15 I stopped by Alan. I said, Alan, I'm going with Kent. I got to get a few lures. Put yeah. me together some stuff. Uh, yeah, well, that was an expensive trip. Right. That was a really expensive trip. He'll do that trip. to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he'll do that to you. I got every color, everything, everything you could possibly need. He is need. everybody's charge card's worst enemy, it's that guy right there. It's still in the plastic package in my bass box that I never <laughs> pick up. Well, Alan, uh, your YouTube videos this week uh, really showed that there's no question that the bass are on the move, and if you know what you're doing in the Delta, you can get into them. Monday, you put up a couple of nice fish. That was a sweatshirt shot, and then pulled up two more even bigger fish on Wednesday, I believe it was, for your video. And then last... Monday... Go ahead. Monday, the water tent was 49, and it got as high as 54. When I went back Wednesday, it was 47, and it only got to 52. But the fish didn't go nowhere. That's what I keep trying to explain during the pre-spawn. All the years I've been fishing, once those fish make that move and start moving up and getting ready, and you get a front come in, it doesn't bother them as much and they're still there and i proved it on wednesday well folks if you haven't seen his youtube channel yet you're making a big mistake you need to get on over to the youtube channel click on alan fong outdoors and make sure you start getting his twice a week reports one of them is a fishing trip fishing information for you the next one is just an update on everything that he does later in the week and they're great he's even putting out shorts now kind of look like a tiktok kind of guy it is great information. I was looking at the number of hits you got, and we had talked about uh, not losing your personal best by having a, a crappy swivel on there. When you hook a big 30-pound striper, they'll spin that swivel open so fast you won't know what's going on. That has got like five times the number of hits that any of your other shorts have got. You're giving them good, solid info, Alan. Yeah, people said they like, they go, just do shorts. I go, okay, that's, they're a lot easier. So I don't know what we're doing. You know, we're, we've kind of been taking a little break and, um, you know, we'll get back on it here real quick. And, um, I got to get Denise back out there. So we'll we'll be back at the weather's causing us all to put the clutch in right now. There's no doubt about it. Some guys are out today. Great. But about for the next two weeks, the weather looks like it's pretty well iffy. We're going to have fluctuating barometers, chances of rain, not many clear days at all. A lot of overcast. Could be good, but Alan, what is this cold spell going to do to fishing? And then what's going to happen after the storms clear? It'll definitely slow it up a little bit, but they're still going to, they'll still bite. And, um, you know, we just need these nights to get out of the 30s. You know, leave it stay in the 40s and maybe in the daytime get in the 70s. And, you know, all heck's going to break loose. And there's some stripers, you know, if I talked to a friend of mine yesterday and, he caught quite a few trolling the other day, so the water's getting clear. 
and uh, the strivers are starting to move in. So, you know, I think everything is going to go crazy here pretty soon. Well, things are going crazy. I noticed that it, uh, you jumped a couple of hundred new subscriptions, and you're over 7,000 now and rolling. I'm sure those shorts are making a big difference because they are great tips. But, folks, in addition to it, you got to check out the videos he puts out twice during the week. About, what, five to ten minutes long, generally, with great opportunities for learning and some great insight from one of the best fishermen out here on the West Coast when it comes to the Delta. Don't miss the opportunity to go to Alan Fong Outdoors, get a subscription, they're free, on YouTube, and it'll be sitting there on your desktop, just like it does on mine. I watched it last night when I got his last short in. Alan, what else is going on out there? Where would you be going if there was a bright, sunshiny day right now? Uh, there's a lot of guys that are out there, you know, catching trout. You know, sturgeon fishing has been really good. Um, you know, the bass fishing in the lakes have been good. Might have to fish a little bit deeper than normal, but, you know, they're actually, you know, you could go out and catch some fish. It's just cold. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, if you can handle it, and I could tell you were, what what'd you have on, flannel pajamas under your uh, pants the other day? <laughs> I, I had... <laughs> I, could, I had a lot of it. It's cold. I could tell you were warm and layered, buddy. You looked like you looked Seth, like you could have a, sat in the room with Kent and I, and they wouldn't have been able to tell us apart. This is a good weekend to watch YouTube videos and organize your tackle, sharpen hooks, clean, replace hooks, clean your tackle. Box yeah, right. Out. This is a good weekend for that. Alan, yep. Alan, we look forward to your YouTube channel every week, a couple of times during the week. Don't stop. Keep them coming. And folks, if you'd like to pick his brain, you can stop by Fisherman's Warehouse when he's not on the water and find out answers to any of the questions you may have, and he'll lead you in the right direction for the best tackle you can get your hands on. Alan, thanks for sharing with us. We look forward to you coming in next. See you guys. All right, take care. Well, you know how it works. we got Mike Ogney coming up next and some negative stuff about salmon from our governor. we got to talk about it, and you need to listen. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon 
pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorenz products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, a little perturbed right now, and I want to read a couple of things and have you respond to them. Uh, let's start off with Newsom suspends environmental laws to store more Delta water. That almost sounds good, but let's take another step and pick up another bulletin here. The governor has taken direct aim at our salmon, and we need to let him know that a change needs to be made. In a harsh blow to salmon recovery efforts, Governor Gamut Gavin Newsom has bowed to the will of factory farm operators in the Central Valley and invited his water managers to waive state laws aimed at protecting salmon and other species, which they have now done. He has issued an executive order on February 13th authorizing a drastic cut required freshwater flows through the Delta. Delta outflow has fallen by almost half. Without this water, salmon survival will plummet. Under Gavin Newsom and Director of Fish and Wildlife Chuck Bonham, our salmon are going down the drain and going to disappear if they are allowed to do this. They are basically saying forget the Endangered Species Act that they would qualify for but they'd rather have the big water ag taken care of and not worry about those dependent upon salmon and the people that enjoy salmon. Mike, where am I wrong on this? You're not, you're not wrong anywhere. And uh, it's just, yeah, God, I hate to start my day off with this again because it's just so asinine. We've had, we got the numbers back this week and we're, we have the salmon informational meeting next week on March 2nd. Basically, we're going to be seeing in a closed salmon season this coming year. There's just not the the numbers of fish there to support it. The escapement expectation was 190,000. The minimum goal was 122,000. And only 62,000 fish showed up for the party. You can't fish on those kind of, of numbers. And you certainly can't turn the spigot off. These fish have been on a thread of a lifeline, just trying to hold on through this drought and this 
extreme dewatering of our rivers to water crops such as almonds. Uh, the number one problem in the state is the almonds. Well, and, they're still uh, planting them like mad. They're coming in all over in farms out in Vacaville area. Oh, you can everywhere that you drive. I just got back from my from my duck club up in the valley, and there's there's orchards going in that are just. I mean, literally, some of them are over a thousand acres, and they have planted in the past between. Well, the numbers that I do know from 2019 to 2021, we planted 344,000 acres of almonds, just almonds, in this state, and we export 80 percent of them. So we're essentially exporting this water. So the water that we're cutting off so the fish don't survive are going to almonds that are getting shipped to China. How does that make sense? It makes no sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what's amazing? But, Mike, even further than that, the Endangered Species Act was put there to help protect species. We've got a governor now who's saying, forget that. We're going to get the water down to big ag. What would happen if, and this is the big if here, folks, if they were listed as endangered, which obviously to a blind person, it's obvious that they are endangered, certainly threatened. What would happen to the water that now goes to ranchers as a result of that? It would be staying back over in the uh, rivers if we can get the uh, the court cases. But when you have a governor who claims that he's a, a some supreme environmentalist who just, I mean, anyone who comes up with a plan to say that we're going to, okay, we're going to outlaw gas vehicles by uh, 2035. Um, and then in the, in the same breath, we turn around and we're having blackouts in the middle of, of, of the summer because we don't have enough electricity. I don't know how we're going to support all these cars. And and the cost of electricity is way up. Our pal, Marilyn and I, and I, I'm not saying this to brag, but we saved 25% on our electricity over last year for last month. But the bill was 25% higher than it was. The pre- we paid $200 more this year than we did the year before, and we saved 25%. Things are getting a little expensive. And by the way, Governor, every time you find PG&E, who do you think's paying for that? Us. We're the ones that have to pay the money to PG&E for our bills that they pay the money to you, and God knows what you do with it after you get it. Michael, we need to save our salmon. Well, we need to, we need to do a lot of things. That's why I've been on the board for 15 years with the Golden State Salmon Association, and I have my personal feelings, and I have my professional board feelings, and I want to profess that I am a, I am a, a, a lifelong lover of the outdoors, and sometimes I can say something that are coming from the personal me and not the professional side of or my board member um, uh, responsibilities, but we got to get this turned around. And what's the most frustrating? If you look at the tenure, the, the current head of Fish and Wildlife with Chuck Bottom, he's, he's been at the helm for, I want to say, at least 12 or 15 years. And our salmon have, have decreased during that entire time. This department does nothing to actually manage fisheries. They manage politics and the water moving around and all that, but they do little to actually manage 
any fisheries whatsoever. If they did, they'd be looking harder at uh, the numbers of, of sturgeon coming out of the, the, uh, the system and looking at ways to enhance it, such as hatchery inflammation, like what they're doing up on the uh, Snake River in Idaho. They're seeing a very successful hatchery program to bring that, that fishery back. We should be doing that here. But there's a ton that we need to do here, and it starts with keeping water and following case law that has been won to protect minimum flows in our streams that salmon depend on and not just pumping it all south. Well, we're going to have to see what happens next, and I'm sure that the Golden State Salmon Association and you and many others will keep us informed on this. I know Water for Fish has already kicked back. Dick Poole is already in contact with me, and they're going to be raising as much hell as they possibly can, too. And I'd like to remind everybody, the opinions that were being expressed here are our own, Mike's own, my own, and I got a sneaking suspicion we're not going to have a salmon season because it doesn't look like many people give a damn. Now, I know there are people at the Department of Fish and Wildlife that care, but folks, the politicians of this state have made a determination that fishing isn't important anymore, and they're just going to take care of the big oh. ag folks. It's that and I want to clarify one thing. The vast majority of employees Absolutely. at Fish and Wildlife Care. Yes. It's it's their it's their bosses at the very higher highest echelons that are controlled by 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 Newsom and the politicians that policy flows from. Exactly. And, and that's what we're having to deal with and we will continue to fight this whenever we can at every avenue we can. Mike, we got a bail, you know how it works around here, but I certainly appreciate your information and I look forward to learning more from you and the Golden State Salmon Association about what's going on and what we can do to save our salmon. Thanks for hooking up with us. Thanks, guys. Difficult subject, folks. It's no fun. Certainly no fun for the fish. You can bet on that. We'll be right back with a great second hour for you right after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. 
Coil Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on, let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out coilpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor. The entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service. Offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, it's been a busy show so far, and I hope our weather and the storms coming through uh, bring exactly what we need. More water, more temperatures, and then the warm after this. Our action is going to turn on all over after these storms clear. You can bet those low-elevation freshwater lakes are going to be great. You can bet your buns that the rivers and everything are going to kick right into gear. It's just a matter of time, folks. As spring arrives, you know, we had good steps with those 70-degree temperatures earlier last week, but they're not going to be in the 70s this week. It's going to They were down. just there to fool you. Yeah, I heard you say on there, hey, it's not uh, summertime, boys. No, no, not yet. They're just uh, they're just there to fool you. Well, they're doing a good job of it right now and just kind of setting us back a little bit. Not a lot of well, people out exactly on the water. what we needed. You know, we got, Absolutely. I don't know, half, three-quarter inch of rain here in the valley, but but we got snow, and we got a lot of snow, and, and that's what we needed, Sep, was more snow on the mountains for that later runoff. Well, it's impacting things all over the place, but, you know, one of the key places right now is our north state along the coast and everything, our steelhead. Mm-hmm. We're always wondering about those, and one of the guys that I know knows more about steelhead than I'll ever know is our good friend Kevin Brock with FishKevinBrock.com. He joins us now live to give us a little idea of what's going on with steelhead fishing and what you can anticipate in the next few weeks as these storms clear out. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Steph. Good morning, Kim Brown. Thanks for having me on the air. Hi, Thanks for being there for us and our listeners. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with all these storms. What's steelhead action starting to look like? Well, I'll tell you what, that's exactly right. I heard you guys talking about that's exactly what we needed. It is exactly what we needed. I'm standing here, you know, in the, the Willows area right now, looking over to my west, and the mountains are just covered with snow. 
and it's low elevation, and we're going to have runoff, and, and we're looking good. That's exactly exactly what the state needed was another storm, and we got it, and it was a cold storm. So I'm excited about that. And the coastal steelhead fishing this year, and we're not going to dwell on this too long, has been meek, and we're not going to get into that, and we're not going to get into the politics of that because you already touched base a little bit on that, but there are issues. But it, it's been tough. Uh, the Smith, the Eel, the Chekto, all the way up. I mean, normally these rivers that produce numbers of big steelhead are uh, well, virtually, there's just there's not many there. Day after day after day, guys are searching and saying, man, it's, it's one of the toughest years we've had. But moving forward, we're going to be up a little bit higher, up I-5 there, up on the Umpqua. Now, the Umpqua has three different strains uh, that work into the main stem, and the south, the north, and then the main, all, all that come together. We'll concentrate probably on the south and the north, and um, depending on the water height, then we will drop down in the main. Now, the reports that I'm getting from my buddies up there and other guides that are fishing, it's starting to kick off. This last week has been good. Now, they have a private hatchery on there. People fund it from the local area. Uh, there's a lot of money and a lot of effort putting fish back into there, so they come back for steelhead. And that's why I go there. It's one of the last places we can go where we can still get a 10, 12, 15 pound big steelhead, and you got a chance, especially on the main, of getting one in the 20 pound range. So, if you still love steelhead, we're coming into like a peak time in this next week because of this rain. Once everything clears, we're going to get ready to go. And I'll be there. I'll be there the next probably three weeks. Uh, and then I'll get right back here for the prime time of striper season and bass season the lakes are going to be popping and oh my goodness it's going to be time to go i'm pretty fired up about it uh, i love catching those big steelhead it's a lot of work and it's it's hard to do uh, as a guide as a client you know and it takes that extreme client that wants to handle the cold wants to handle the snow wants to handle the rain but man when you get that jolt on the end and you set the hook and a big old 12 15 pound chrome steelhead comes jumping out of water and your drag's zipping off. you got to make sure everything's perfect because otherwise you're going to break your line and your drag is just screaming out. You're like, yeah, baby, that's why I steelhead fish right there. And so you don't it. you don't even think about being cold at that point either. No, no, no. That's just, it's just part of it. But, you know, it's a it, it's a true breed that steelhead fishes up, up on the coast. Like I said, you know, it's a, a fish of a thousand cats, and sometimes it's more. But it is rewarding, and it's a good thing to do at this time of year. Well, the Umcoa River is getting a lot of attention. I know a lot of my friends down here are going up there several times during the year, so and they're charging up there. Some of them going for smallmouth, some of them going for steelhead, so there's plenty of opportunities there. I know another guide over on uh, Scott Caldwell with Caldwell Fishing. He's been fishing over at the Klamath and picking a lot of two-and-a-half to four-pounders out of there, too. So there's some action up there for them. I did notice that the steelhead were a little dark, so they've probably been in the system a while. Yeah, that Klamath system, that upper Klamath, a neat system up there. And some of the guys are catching some fish. And, and like you said, two to four, maybe they get a six-pounder here and there, and that's a great fish. And um, and those fish do get, uh, you know, a, a little colored up as the fish get up into the system. Now, that's a long ways from the ocean. So those fish are going to go up, and they're going to look a little more bronzy, a little more rainbow trout color. Right. But, <laughs> nothing wrong with a four-pound, a six-pound rainbow trout on the end of your rod, jumping and twisting and pulling drag. That's and a that fact. Klamath Hey, Kevin, in the, in the old days, we used to be able to fish for steelhead just down below Anderson Park up on the Sacramento River. 
are guys targeting yeah. there now that are still going up there for the big rainbow trout in the in the river below Redding, in Redding and on down? Are they still picking up steelhead through there, or is it pretty well kind of diminishing? It, it's pretty well done, unfortunately, and I don't want to be negative. I'm not saying you can't catch one, and there'll be some guys saying, hey, I caught one up there, you know, and yeah, you bet. You, you have a chance of catching one, but kind of um, – one of those the terms snowball chance and kind of yeah and get well, one of those thirty years so, ago was the last time I saw it happen so we uh, we yeah and, and there was a point of time when it was amazing there was a point of time when when on the Feather River it was an eight to twelve fish day and you'd get them up to seven eight pounds right here in our backyard um, you know there was a time on the American River when me and JD would Richie would go over there and it was nothing to catch you know a half dozen to a dozen nice steelhead a day and people were fishing all over the place. Uh, and, and we don't have time to get into that. That's hatchery management. Again, you guys touched base on that earlier. Um, you know, it's not the, you know, there's lots of, lots of people in uh, fish and wildlife that care, uh, but way up on the up of the ups, uh, the people who are making rules don't. So um, anyway, we're headed to the Umpqua. That's where we're going. We're going to go for big biters. We're going to go for some big steelhead, again, for about three weeks. And then we're going to be back because, you know what, with all this water, you know what's going to happen? The stripers are going to charge into the river. The sturgeon are already starting to show up. And, man, I'm telling you what, into March, April, into May is going to be a banger steelhead, or, excuse me, striper run. Stripers is what we're going going to go after uh, in that April time. So I'm excited about that. Folks, if you'd like to get up on the Umpqua, you better give them a call right away. And if you want to line up a great striper trip, it's going to be a great striper year. I don't think there's any question about that with all the water. Get a hold of Kevin Brock, fishkevinbrock.com. Kevin, give them the phone number and all the hookup info. Man, they can reach me anytime, even for just information on where the fish are or if you need some help or anything on products. Let me know, 800-995-5543. Thanks for hooking up with us, Captain. We always appreciate you sharing with us and our listeners. Take care, my friend. Man, thank you guys for all you do for the industry. Take care. Kevin Brock with fishkevinbrock.com. Well, Kent, did I win the gun owners of California drawing yesterday? Uh, a few weeks ago you did, but not mm. today, Sep. Everything uh, right now in uh, in the gun world is uh, in uh, federal judge Benita's lap, and they'll be uh, hearing a ruling on uh, some of the California's so-called uh, bans that are out there. So uh, Sometimes we lose things like water with fish, and yeah. sometimes we win things back. We, we gain a few things back, so keep an eye on it. Um, and uh, and mark your calendars because they're doing a great guns giveaway sporting clay shoot at Comanche Hills on April the 22nd. I think you should go do that. So. Oh, man, I haven't shot much at all the last I year. I know. Comanche Hills is always a fun place to go to and beautiful in the springtime. Uh, and uh, if you can't make that, uh, GOC's tri-tip and crab feed dinner in Citrus Heights is going to be May the 5th. And the great prime rib dinner they do in Orville is June 16th. So mark your calendar uh, this week, winner number eight, 2023, Gunners California, 52 guns, a 52 weeks raffle. Ticket 444. You didn't have that one, Sep. No, I did not. You thought 777 was going to be good. Nope. <laughs> Should have had 444 because Jim Williams of Cutton, California. Don't know where that is. Where the hell's um, Cutton? No idea. But you just won a Remington 870 pump action shotgun in 12 gauge. Oh, a good standard Remington 870. They're going to be sending you down to Shooter's Pro Shop in Roseville or Guns Fish and other stuff in Vacaville to do all the proper paperwork. Uh, only a handful of tickets are left, uh, and you've only missed eight weeks. So give them a call, 
916-984-1400 and grab a couple tickets for yourself. Support gun owners of California in their 48th year of fighting for your gun rights. Still got 44 chances to win if you buy some tickets this there, week. There you go. And now we're going to have to go look up where Cutting California is. Well, that's what series for. That's we'll be right back right. after we find that city. You guys stick around. A lot more coming your way when we come back. Steve Carson's back from a terrific trip, he says. We'll be right back, too. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us today in the Pure Fish and Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, Mr. Steve Carson, our own senior tuna. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Tip. Terrific trip. Back from slow pitch jigging trip. Mexican waters. Explain. Well, first of all, we were uh, about 100 miles below the Mexican border in the area they call Punta Calanet, where rockfish and lingcut season are open right now. I realize it's not open anywhere in California, but that's why we went there. Um, Also... Pure, I call it pure dumb luck. Believe me, it wasn't my planning. Absolutely the most perfect weather that you could ever imagine. Not like today. It was just a couple of days ago, and it was absolutely perfect. Uh, like I say, not perfect today. I heard you might be getting some snow down your way, too. Well, not at my altitude, which is, of course, 10. Uh, <laughs> way up there. No nosebleed sections, huh? Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, they're they're saying certainly down to about three thousand feet, and uh, some of the areas kind of a little bit more inland. I guess it's going to be around fifteen hundred feet. So yeah, 
Yeah, um, the, and, and in, in the higher elevations, like Big Bear Lake, uh, apparently they're having a blizzard warning. So good for them. Hey, Clear Lake had over a foot, so you know it's coming down. It's coming down all over the place, and God knows we need a plenty of it. So tell us about this terrific— Some of Steve's old stomping grounds around Lake Oroville had uh, yeah. pretty good dusting of snow as well. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine yeah, Oroville ought to come up about another 20 feet here pretty quick. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could use it. But um, as far as the slow-pitch chicking at Punta Colinet— uh, I was actually fortunate there were no yellowtail and tuna to distract everybody. So I was able to get, you know, literally the full selection of pens, slow-pitch jigging reels, and Carnage 3 slow-pitch jigging rods, the whole assortment. I had, uh, you know, different combinations of rods with reels, with line, with jigs, and it was crazy how good it was. Steve? Literally Go ahead. No, I was going to go into sport into the sport fishing show, but how good is it and what species were you getting into? And tell us exactly what slow-pitch jigging is. Well, first of all, slow-pitch jigging is a bad translation from the Japanese. Uh, it should have been slow-jerk jigging, but somebody way back when messed it up, and now we're stuck with it. Um, it it's a way of fishing with jigs, unlike, say, for tuna or yellowtail where, or wahoo, where speed, speed, speed is the most important thing. Uh, you're talking about species, again, like rockfish, lingcod, sheephead, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, they, they're, they're not that fast. And if you crank the jig back real fast, uh, you, they're not going to be able to catch you. You're not going to catch anything. So it's a slower presentation, and it's made, again, uh, originated in Japan for fish that have been fished very heavily. And normal and normal techniques don't work anymore, and it, it it's a way of just making that jig jump in a very enticing way that uh, entices a strike. And of course, when you fish in areas that we have here, like Baja California or out by the Farallon Islands, um, you know, or you know, any of a lot of your places that that Captain James Smith fishes, where the fish are pretty unsophisticated, it is unbelievable how good it is and more importantly i think at least in my mind it takes what used to be just grinding up meat off the bottom not that there's anything wrong with that if you just want to fill up your bag and uh, and go home and cook them every way possible but it adds an element of sport fishing to what used to just be a meat quest and because of the ideal weather um for on our trip I was fishing as deep as 425 feet uh, with essentially what Kent Brown would call a drop shot rig. That would be an electric reel on the end of a (laughs) two-by-four. Well, that's what, and I was right next to people using electric reels on two-by-fours with two pounds of lead. And um, it it was the, the the contrast was pretty dramatic. Now it is true that with the with the pressure change from that, the fish. The, uh, some of the fish species can't fight all the way up. Uh, you know, some of the more popular ones like vermilion rockfish that people call red, red snapper or just reds, uh, probably the most uh, uh, desirable one in terms of table fare. They'll fight for about the first 100 feet, and then after that they, they decompress and they You know, you're, just, you're winding them up. That is true. But the species like lingcod that don't have a swim bladder, they fight you the entire way up. 
and um, you're catching them one at a time. You're not winding up a whole, you know, a whole long string of fish again that that pretty much can't do anything. It really changes the um, the narrative in terms of what you're doing out there. And you know, considering that the limit these days of pretty much all rockfish is ten, and there's some sublimits that are a lot less than that, and you can only catch two lingcod. Why do you need to wind up a whole bunch of them right away and then just you know and then be done? Have some um, have it, some fun and make it a sport. No doubt about it. Exactly, and and um, you know there with, with modern super braid lines and you know the new regulations are going to allow us to be out fish fish deeper than even six hundred feet if we want to, um, and some species that we haven't been able to even catch before, like black bill black gill rockfish. Um, black cod, um, all kinds of really great eating fish that we have legally not even been able to go after before are going to suddenly become legal. Read the fine print and the regulations and know where you're fishing. Always that big asterisk, Sep. That's absolutely Uh, right. Hey, Steve, big Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. They are advertising the heck out of this show. March 2nd and 5th down at Costa Mesa. Are you going to be there? Oh, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to be on stage twice at least with uh, Captain Art Taylor of The Searcher talking about three-day trips. Imagine that, three-day trips, which are super popular uh, between people that that have actual jobs or are chicken to go out on a longer trip or whatever their reason may be. Three-day trips are kind of the the hip new thing. I'm going to be doing two seminars on that with Art Taylor of The Searcher, and I will be in the pen booth. Uh, for the rest of the uh, the rest of the show, so come and see me. I'll be there along with everybody else in both the saltwater fishing community and yes, we did apparently invite freshwater exhibitors this year. I was against it. I voted against it. No freshwater, but somehow they're letting them in the building anyway. Yeah, that's uh, the way we do it at uh, the ISE. We Greedy try to keep damn show promoters. <laughs> we try to keep you out, but you just keep coming back and coming back yep. regardless. Yep. Steve Carson, folks, Senior Tuna, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, and our good friend, Senior Tuna, right here on California Sportsman. Thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners, Steve. We always appreciate it. Thanks, Seth. All right. You take care and have a great one. What a that guy is loaded with information. I bet he could do a six-hour seminar if he wanted. I bet to. he could, and, you know, he's going to uh, he's gonna be the star of the show down there at that big uh, Pacific Coast show. And you know what, Seth, this uh, next weekend, don't forget – uh, the place I actually met you in Maryland so many moons ago. Anderson. Anderson Sport and Boat Show, NorCal Sport and Boat Show, is going to be up there next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I remember looking over it, you guys. There was you and Jack Fendleton and some guy in a white, seemingly leather outfit with red stars going down the side of his outfit. Well, you know, there were, th- that was cool then. Some kind of a bass fisherman, no Must doubt it. Been a bass fisherman <laughs> at that point be. in time. So, yeah, I... Uh, uh, always fun to uh, to think back on all the good times well, we had. Well, my good friend Ron Gillis yep. sold the show up there, and new guys yeah. taking over, and you're heading up, huh? Uh, I don't know. Probably for a day, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's what might, boat reps do. They I might show up. sneak in for a day. but Don't say it loud. Your boss might be listening. I don't need another show to do, but I'm probably going to be there for a day. Well, Maybe next Saturday after the sports show, we'll both go up. You want to get in the truck and go? Oh, sure. I haven't been to a sports show in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for a whole day anyway. <laughs> hey, our next our next guest is not on the water today. I'd like to clarify that. You big everybody. sissy, Nate. 
Yeah, Nate's kicking back, taking it easy like all of us and most of you are probably doing today, not heading for the water. But I've asked him to join us today to talk about Big Nate's Guide Service and some technique pieces involving just about everything having to do with it. So for starters, good morning, Nate. Thanks for hooking up with us. Hey, fellas. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit there. Stand up on oh. top of that chair, my friend. Can you hear me now? I got you. Bl- it better be a big chair. He's yeah. standing on You're <laughs> blasting through right now. That's exactly where we want you. Nate, in this technique piece, I want to talk about several different things. For starters, not a lot of people are familiar with what they do when they call a guide to find out about booking a trip. Explain to me and our listeners what happens when they call you. I, of course, first I, I check my schedule. But uh, the next thing I do is I'm, I'm looking at the weather. Um, you know, I've I've had to cancel, Lord knows how many trips so far this year um, towards uh, towards the better part of last year, um, all due to wind. Um, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna fish in the rain. Uh, we'll fish in hail. We'll fish in the snow. We can't fish in the wind. Uh, you know, primarily uh, most of the fishing that we do is is uh, is trolling. And if we can't troll at the right speed. Um, I'm not going to take you out there on a boat ride. If I don't feel like we have a chance to be successful, we're not going to go. So that's, that's the first thing we do. And, uh, you know, it's that, that's, that's primarily about it. Um, well, the next step, that, that, the next step that comes from that is you guys agree on a place that you're going and, and the plus is you fish many lakes from Berryessa to Comanche and probably everywhere in between, including Amador and all the others. And those are really the key lakes that everybody's fishing right now. The heavily stocked, low elevations, short distances to travel, and you can stay out of the weather if you're down here in the foothills or a little bit lower, except maybe this weekend. And it gives yeah. plenty of opportunities for folks out there. All right, now the customer's got everything lined up, and he's meeting you. Where is he going to meet you, and what happens as soon as he gets to the boat? So usually we'll have one meet me, uh, you know, in, in the parking lot, Um in front of the gate that way uh that way we can get them to uh not have to not have to pay that fee like out of Berryessa. um comanche um you know they have to meet me at the top of the launch ramp and uh you know we just we we get them loaded in and we're we're off for the day um before uh before we even launch the boat so um, makes makes the process smooth and easy well you probably then get all their information logged in your guidebook you yep got the guide's license are they're fishing license and that all has to get logged and tell them about the book and what you have to log every single trip every day we have to log uh we have to log their their fishing license number um we have to take down their address uh their name of course and then at the end of the trip i have to fill it out and uh let fishing game know what type of species we caught how much we caught how much we released what we kept etc um you know this this is just all good information for uh for the powers that uh, that reside over over all the uh, planning and everything else, and you know, just it keeps keeps our fisheries, you know, going. I guess if you would, you know, that's exactly um, it. It's a, some of the most important things that we can do is give information back to the department so that they can utilize that to make better fisheries. And I know there are people yeah. back there that are striving to do that all the time, like submitting the sturgeon report cards on time. They were due at the end of January. If you still have them, please turn them in. You can go on the internet and do it. They need that information, and they're not going to come. Extremely important. They're not going to come after you if you didn't send it in on time. But 
Send it in. They need all that information. They need. They need it. They need the info. When I mean, they, it really affects. It affects everything. Well, Nate, now you got them all signed in. They're all checked out. You're ready to go. I imagine you're going to give them a little uh, training real quick on what you're about to do as you start letting out lines and get in position. Exactly. You know, let them know where the life jackets are, where uh, where the throw cushion is, just in case. You know, God forbid someone goes overboard, and then you know, I'll I'll let them. I'll, I'll fill them in on on what we're going to be doing today. And, uh, you know, find out if how hands-on they really want to be. Um, you know, if, if they want to be up there and grabbing the rod out of the downrigger, you know, when it pops out, you know, I, I'll, I'll let them if, uh, you know, if, if they really want to get in there and, you know, and actually do the fishing. Um, other than that, um, I'll let them know what to look for, you know, in case I miss something. Sometimes we're running six rods. Uh, you know, I can I can easily miss a bite as well, you know, if I'm looking at something else. So I'll let them know what to look for and uh, let them know to either yell at me or, or tell them what to do. You know, go over there, grab the rod, set the hook, whatever it may be. Well, it's always an exciting time when the rods start bending in the boat. <clears throat> and I know what happens at that point. Everybody loses their mind. Everybody walks over to the same side of the boat and wants to take a look at the fish flopping around in the water. <laughs> Best to keep people sitting down when your guide is uh, in the, shall we say, extra large variety as well as putting too much weight to one side of the boat. So it's best that everybody not participate in the catch, that the guide and the guy with the net and the guy with the fish take care of business. That's that's right. But I'll tell you, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. Um, this last week, uh, we actually had a triple going. And, uh, you know, it was it was pandemonium. I was I was out there by myself, and I had, I had three guys out on the boat, and uh, luckily we had enough hands for all the rods. Yeah, it just it went like clockwork. One rod went off, the guy's fighting it. Next rod went off on the opposite side. It's on a planer board, and I mean, and then we had we had four planer boards out. I mean, it was uh, uh, it was it was a nightmare. But we actually ended up getting all three fish in, and you know, it was it was a lot of fun and high fives around afterwards. So, hey, folks, if you want it, it all panned out. Folks, if you want to go out and get a triple and high five, it's easy to do. But my guess is you should call Nate right now, Big Nate's Guide Service. Book your trips, but don't plan on going in the next week to week and a half. Let things calm down. Let this storm get out. Let it warm up. And what's going to happen out there when that happens, Nate? Well, we need we need all this uh, all this rain that we can get. So you know, it just we bring it on, bring it on. You know, we'll uh, the fish will be there. The fish will be waiting for us. But as soon as these storms go through, I'm probably going to wait about two, three days afterwards and then go out there and see, uh, see what's what, I mean, you know, these, these storms should really turn the lakes back up again, but I, I expect that, uh, that bite to just bust wide open, you know, just, just like we left it. Um, we're going to be back out at Berryessa here really soon. Um, running, running, uh, kokanee and king salmon trips, uh, some rainbow trout as well. And, uh, we'll probably end up mixing in some crappie. It's, it's that time of year. Nate. We we actually ended up getting we got in some real nice crappie out of Comanche last trip too. No, it's nothing like good crappie fishing, that's for sure. Nate Kels with Big Nate's Guide Service. If you'd like to get on the water and have a great time, give him a call. Nate, give him the hookup. All right. Thanks, Sep. Uh, you guys can check me out all over social media at Big Nate's Guide Service. You can give me a call at nine one six eight six zero nine one eight zero and we'll uh, we'll get you set up. Fishing's gonna be really good here in the next uh week and a half, two weeks, and I've, I've got some open spots. All right, Nate, thanks for sharing with our listeners. We always appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Seth. Appreciate it, guys. Nate Kells from Big Nate's Guide Service telling you what it's like to get out on a day on the water. Well, you know, you uh, 
you got me in here kind of this week. But you're going to bail on me. I'm going to leave you. Yeah, I'm going to go, but it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Won't be the I'm, last. No, probably not going to be the last, but I'm uh, I'm headed to the airport to uh, get on a plane and head to Springfield, Missouri. Get so. back there and have fun doing those promos. Apparently, that's what it's all about. That's, uh, that's what they uh, they wanted me to do next week. Having a real job has got to be wonderful. It's not a real job. I'm still the luckiest SOB at the bar. So. <laughs> yes, you are. And you have their credit card. That's the scariest uh, part of the whole pretty, thing. Pretty good deal. But I'm headed back to Springfield uh, this morning, hopping on an airplane. So i got to get out of here. Fly it careful, my All friend. Right, see you, man. Hey, where's Maryland? It's time for Get a Clue. Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. We remind you regularly, wear a life jacket when on or near the water. It does far more than simply keep you afloat. Many are designed to turn an unconscious person face up also. By law, all boats must have a U.S. Coast Guard-approved life jacket for each person aboard. So, what's the best choice for you or members of your family? Your on-the-water activity helps to determine what's best. There are many types on the market, so look for the right one. Get one that fits the person's height and weight, and when possible, try it on before buying. Fasten the vest, hold arms straight up overhead, and gently pull the top of the arm opening to make sure it fits snugly. Get a clue. Life jackets. Wear one. Your life might depend on it. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit Two Huge shows.com founded in 
1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunt? fishing and outdoor store guns fishing and other stuff in vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors hunting and fishing gear guns and ammo and plenty of camo for you hunters they're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family and now here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with general manager travis morgan good morning Seth. good morning ken how's it going guys well i'm going to talk a little bit about something we don't talk about much often and that is precision rifle shooting this coming time of the season for that, where the clubs are always starting back up and the tournaments are starting back up, and it's becoming a bigger and bigger deal around the community. We carry the precision rifles, we carry the scopes, we carry the bipods, and the ammo. Another thing that goes along great with that, because it improves the accuracy overall, is the reloading equipment. We have all the reloading equipment bullets we're slowly getting in powder and primers to do it when you reload for these competitions it makes your load so much more accurate because you can measure out exactly the same amount of powder every time it's a premium load and and not a premium cost you can buy some loads that um, from federal they're federal premiums they're pretty closely loaded but they're still machine done these are hand done you do them yourself at the house you put in the correct amount of powder each time. If you want to get really down to the nitty-gritty, you'll weigh the actual uh, bullet itself and get them grouped in the, in the segments. There's a lot of things you can do that will make the guns more, more productive, more efficient, more accurate. Now then, you got to work on your shooting because 99.9% of all the guns out there will out-shoot the shooter. So get your gun out. Get out to the range, shoot some rounds downstream, take a look and see where your pattern and keep practicing. Practice all different positions, kneeling, laying, prone, uh, off a bench, off a rock, off a tree. Whatever you can do to get those different positions in so you get used to your gun in almost any circumstances. Now with that, it will also help those you hunters out there to get out there and shoot like that because it gets you used to shooting in different positions and stuff. Carry a rangefinder, but guess at your range first. 
Take your range finder out there after you go, well, I think that's 425 yards. Range it, see what it actually is. Get yourself used to ranging by your eye, not by the mechanics. Especially the hunters, because that works out very good. You're in the field, you ain't got time to grab a range finder. You go, okay, it looks like 425. I know I'm within this amount. I'm good. Go. So that's my little advice for today. And I hope to see you guys in the store. And let's get out and get shooting. Thanks. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back live, and I got to tell you, our next guest is a brave man. I don't know what it's like out there, but uh, I'm not sure I'd be climbing on board today, but he's got a big boat with plenty of space and plenty of heat on board, I am sure. Let's get hooked up right now with Hooked Up Sport Fishing's Captain Steve Mitchell out sturgeon fishing today. Good morning, Captain. You bring a tape measure? Hey, good morning, Seth. Did you bring a tape measure? I just heard him ask. So you must be <laughs> catching fish or anticipating on catching fish? Anticipating on it. We're, right now we're trying to figure out where we want to drop this pick. We picked up and moved and found some fish out here in uh, Big Cut. Looks pretty good up in here. So trying to figure out exactly where I want to sit for this tide, this next tide, you know. Which way is your water going right now? Well, it's a flood right now, but it's about to turn soon to go out. So, so I don't have to drop twice. I just rather just set up for that uh, ebb tide, and then uh, we'll be ready to just rock and roll because there's some nice fish up in here right now. Well, Steve, uh, the sturgeon fishing has been spectacular. There's no question about it, and uh, that you professional guides out there have got it figured out, and I have a lot of smiling customers on board. Still, still the best baits out there, row and uh, eel. Yeah, row and eel for uh, mainly that's what we're using. But uh, you know, we're throwing a little bit of shrimp out there. But when we're throwing out the shrimp, mainly we're catching a lot of bass on it. We don't really want to call too many of those bass around us because they're bait these, and you know how that can be once you get them started and everything. And you have to end up picking up and moving and try to find some other fish, but. Other than that, row and eel, that's been the case. Steve, the cooler temperatures, what's it going to do to the active uh, movement of these fish? Are they going to hang? Are they going to realize it? Are they going to shut up a little bit? Or what is your expectation? Um, um, You know, right now it's just been hit and miss. It's been pretty good. You know, we have those days where they, like, kind of clam up a little bit on certain times. But for the most part, if you get the right tide, these fish are going to snap. And uh, here lately... Uh, we've been seeing a fluctuation of uh, temp water temp going up and up and down, you know. So uh, this cold front, of course, it definitely came in and cooled the water back down a little bit. We were seeing water temps from like 49 up in the 50 and some places even 51, which is uh, close to ideal temp, which is 52 degrees. But right now we're looking at water temps about like 47. And if the, if the clouds even get by and let the sun you know, shine a little bit. We might get up to about 49 today, and we'll probably be able to do something really good with that, you know, hoping hope so. Are you uh, locked down over shallow water or deep water? 
Uh, medium shallow right now up here in the cut. We're fishing in like about 32 feet of water. So, um, you know, uh, like I said, if the water warms up a little bit, you know what I'm saying, there's, there's, these fish are going to really go off or whatever. But uh, in the shallows here lately, we've been fishing, I guess, up there by Sherman Island and everything. And the fish have been biting pretty dang good up there. But uh, now that everything's cooled off, we haven't been really seeing the fish up there anymore. So now we just have to come down this way. And hopefully, you know, the fish that we see down here right now will really chill. We're hoping for that, son, for real. Well, you know, there's a lot of fresh water coming down. I would imagine all the saltwater encroachment problems are over into the deltas. Uh, hopefully, the sea lions have moved somewhat out of the delta area. Are you still seeing any out there chasing anything around, or have they moved out too? <laughs> no, I actually haven't seen any, to be honest with you. But I've been hearing some of the guys that come on the boat that live up in the sack area saying that they're definitely up there. So maybe, you know, they might have been hanging around for the or the salmon that was running up that way or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't really call it, but they haven't been in our area, that's for sure. Well, those uh, those guys up there are probably going to uh, enjoy themselves for quite some time, but there's going to be some action happening here after these storms clear out and things start to stabilize. As the water starts to clear once again and the temperatures start to go up, it's just going to mean the Delta's on fire. The black bass fishing is already starting up. Stripers are just starting to kick into gear. Sturgeon is remaining consistent. Some sturgeon are already heading up the rivers towards night landing and above to do their annual spawn up there. The stripers are going to be right on their heels, and it's going to be Katie barred the door, but then you're going to be thinking, you know, this is really good sturgeon fishing, but I need to get on those halibut. What t- when do you move to halibut? Yeah, I'm going to move to Halibut for uh, April. I'm taking reservations right now for the Malia Kai for guys to get on uh, with the live bait potluck trips. Some of the guys have actually been already catching the Halibut and everything I down know. in South Bay. I'm, so. getting, I'm getting photos already, 23, 24-inch Halibut already. Yeah, I had some clients get on the boat and said they've been out there and they was just uh, drifting uh, frozen popsicles, and they said – they were catching some pretty nice-sized fish anywhere from 28 to 30 inches. So I was like, really? Already? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's happening. So I'm like, maybe we might have a real good promising halibut season this time. Who knows? I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, I, I look at the situation that we're facing right now. Uh, hopefully we'll have a salmon season. It's not looking great as to have one. But if they do end up canceling salmon season because of the population – that's oh, going to take a, that's going to take a lot of the boats from the city from all around the bay and they're all going to be jumping on halibut and that's going to put a big dog herd on the halibut this year. Oh man, and I hope that doesn't happen. I remember that happened the last time. And oh man, we put a pounding on the halibut so bad and it was kind of like seemed like it took forever for them to make a comeback, you know, because every boat that would normally be salmon fishing was out there halibut fishing and I'm talking about you could see a hundred boats on one little spot, you know. Yeah, and, and you can't and, blame them either. Everybody's got to make their bucks, you know. They got to make the green. Yeah, yeah, but that, it it wasn't doing the halibut no good at all. No, at all, not at know? all. That's just it. the The reaction of one species can ha- and the and the effects of having a low population of salmon can have a big effect on other species. And it's kind of just like a rolling snowball because it can keep having impact on other species. Hopefully, 
The Department of Fish and Wildlife and our illustrious governor will figure out a way to try to save salmon instead of getting rid of the salmon. And all this yeah. talk about saving a little bit of water behind for them, I'm afraid that's just a pie dream right there. I don't think they're going to be saving water for anything. I think we're going to be in the same situation. They're going to be telling us we can't water our lawns, don't run your heater, don't charge your don't charge up your electric car cuz we don't have enough power. It goes on and on and on. Come on, governor, you got millions if not billions of dollars. Maybe we could make this thing work right for a change. But that's just my opinion, and apparently Steve's laughter, he must agree with me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to continue to sell water as well. You know, it's big business as far as they're concerned. So, uh, man, you know, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. Everybody got to play their role and just participate in a real way, and maybe we can make something happen. Communicate. Yeah, we've been been raising hell about water for years, and it seems to be getting worse all the time, and now it's getting worse with electricity. Uh, It just goes on and on and on. Well, in the meantime, we're going to have some fun while we're out fishing, and Steve is one of the captains that can get you out there and make you grin. Steve, give them all the hookup information they need because they got to get this off their chest and get out there and have a great time on the water. Sure, Seth. Yeah, guys, I can definitely be reached at 707-655-6736. Or you can find me on the web at hookedupsportfishing.com or either on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, as uh, On Facebook, it's uh, Hooked Up Sport Fishing SF Charters. And on Instagram, it's just straight up Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Either way, give me a call. You can type in Captain Steve Mitchell and get to all those places real easy. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us today in that phone number. One more time, folks, for Hooked Up Sport Fishing, 707-655-6736. Give them a call, get booked, and have a great time. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it. All right, Seth. You guys have a good morning. Take care. Have a great day on the water. He's going to have some fun. Well, I've been waiting to talk to my next guest. I know he's got some pent-up things to discuss, and so do I. Dave, let's try to stay on the air together here and not get canceled. But I'd like to welcome the editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joining us now. A lot of problems out there, Dave, with water right now, and it's getting worse. There are a lot of problems, but I do think that uh, it's time that we, as fishermen, really step up and... uh, we have to determine what our priorities are for this state. You know, we have a lot of things at, at stake right now. Salmon, obviously, is the engine that drives everything in Northern California, and it's really at risk. And this meeting coming up on Wednesday is is, is a very important for people to, to tie in. If they're not able to attend the meeting, they're able to – it's all on webinar. But get on, get on between 10 and 4 and listen. Participate. Join in. I think that's really important. Uh, you know, we have the whole striped bass situation with the with the slot limit proposal, and we have now the new sturgeon regulations that are be coming up. There's a, this is a very important time right now for for fishermen because, and it all unfortunately boils down to how much water is available in the delta, which only half is fl- flowing right now. You know, normally it should be twenty nine thousand cfs right now because of the emergency regulations. It's only fourteen thousand. It's half of that. And it puts all these smolts and steelhead smolts that have been released into the river at risk. You know, they don't survive when they don't have the ability to get pushed out into the ocean. They don't have that flush of water behind. They did this immediately after they let all the fry go, too, which was shocking to me. 
Okay, we let all the fry out of the hatchery. Now let's cut back on all the flows by 50%. Not even washing them out to the ocean. It's like flushing a toilet for them. So there's no question that we have, you know, conflicting conflicting priorities. And But uh, the fisheries, this is last decade. You could really see the change. You know, it's really getting down to that tipping point. And uh, I think this is a really crucial year. And uh, unfortunately, just what you said right there, made so much sense if the salmon season's closed we're going to have a huge hit on halibut we're going to hit a huge hit and hopefully the striped bass will show up if not it's going to affect a lot of individuals a lot of businesses it's certainly going to affect all the coastal communities because salmon basically runs them you know we talk about when when the salmon are in bodega bay you got lines of cars going all the way from west side launch ramp to uh highway one two or three miles of 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 trailers, you know, and you think about what's the impact on the community there uh, in terms of hotels, gasoline, food. It's, it's, it's major, you know, and what are we doing this for? Well, we're certainly doing this for a few people that are able to sell their products overseas at great profit and uh, using the public good. Probably, really probably large donors to political positions in our state too. Oh, there's no question about it. In fact, Dan Bacher wrote an excellent, um, Excellent. It's worth reading because he covered all the political donations that have been made over the last several years to both parties to make sure that the water continues to flow south, whatever available water, because we have a limited supply. You know, our water is so overcommitted, you know, and but it's all the Johnny come lately people that have been here in the last couple of decades that have been able to plant uh, permanent crops on land, on impaired land that was not to be designed you can't fallow trees, you know, so you got to keep water in them. Trees were never designed to be planted down there, and unfortunately that's happened. Well, so, on we, another note, Dave, I picked up the latest edition of Western Outdoor News, and you have got a guy maxing out, Max Muldrow, with a 16.66-pound cut bow out of Amador, and it is a perfect-looking fish. Oh, my goodness. You know, Amador has been un. Real. In fact, that wasn't even the biggest one that week. There was another one that was eighteen point nine two. Jeez! No cut yeah. tails. No, no nothing. These are beautiful fish. Yeah, they they've got the they, their hatchery is pretty amazing, and uh, Amador has been unbelievable. In fact, I'm going to write an article this week about lightning striking and the mother load because uh, <laughs> there's a picture of Denise Lou with a wonderful lightning trout from Pardee. You know. They just planted 4,000 pounds in there, even though the launch ramp was closed yesterday because of snow at Lake Pardee, which is crazy to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have lightning there. They got lightning at the, at the South Pond at uh, Comanche, and that's really revitalized this, uh, you know, the bank fishermen. I don't, I don't know if you've the- heard. Have you heard about Barry S.'s fire this morning? I heard about that. Oh. Terrible, like 10 to 20 boats. Yeah, 10 to uh, 20 boats lit up out there on the docks. Uh, obviously, an electrical or some situation going on with a boat or plugs or something out there. I'm sure they're addressing it. The launch ramp is closed out there, folks, this morning until they get the uh, debris that's floating around. One of the docks broke loose during the fire. And uh, 10 to 20 boats destroyed and obviously some docks and everything along the way. But uh, nobody's injured on the whole deal. And I haven't got any current reports, although I do have a great connection up there that Keeps me posted as to what's going on. Ooh, here's a new pictures and stuff from them. So there'll be some yeah, more. I'm sure everybody will know about it here pretty soon. 
Um, the launch ramp is supposed to open up once they get all the debris out of any, out of the way there. So, uh, poor folks at Mark Cove just can't get it right. That seems like one problem after another bites them, and it all has to do with flames. But I absolutely guarantee you, I know that Frazier family, and I know they are troopers, and it'll be back together again before you know it. Not to mention the new pins from the California Inland Fisheries that I'm sure you voted in favor of are going yes, to be uh, built and installed in there at the earliest opportunity. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, poor Mark Cove can't catch a break there as far as that goes. But like you say, it's going to rise like a phoenix, and that fishery at Berryessa is going to be incredible with this all this water that we've had in there. We've been waiting for that lake to turn turn on. I think it's been very good for bass, but we can't wait for the trout and king salmon to get going. You got that water. right. And speaking of get going, I got to do that. You know how it works. Thank you, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. We appreciate you sharing with us today. And I'd like to thank all you listeners out there, too, for putting up with us this morning and listening to my dribble. Till next We'd week. We'd like to know tight what lines. you'd like to hear on California Sportsman I want to hear say, Ultimate say, Bass. Say tight lines. For more That's information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. Next California week. Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join, Join us, us next, next week from, from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday, Saturday Morning, morning Outdoors. outdoors.